1: Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, listen as we try to have a mundane conversation so that you can just feel free to drift off and find yourself some sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and alongside me right now is a beautiful canal river with an alligator often bobbing its head back and forth. So that means one thing I'm in Florida with my father-in-law, Daniel Barker. Daniel, welcome to the Insomnia Project yet again.
0: Why, right, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, cool. if, if you don't mind, I'm going to
1: drink some coffee because I have a tendency to put myself to sleep. So That's perfectly fine. Just careful when you put the coffee cup down that you don't make such a loud noise because the mic will pick it up. Yes, sir. I figured since we're in Florida and I'm always recording with you in Florida... I think it's only appropriate that we talk about Florida. We talked about Massachusetts last time we recorded, but now I think it's important to talk about Florida. So how did you end up in Florida? Okay.
0: Well, let's pick up where we left off. Uh, Both my wife and myself come from a small town in New England, in Massachusetts, where we grew up. And... Back around 1985, 86, I had a job offer to uh, work up in Canada. And so, therefore, we sold our possessions and everything else in Massachusetts to move up. And I told my wife, I said, uh, since I had been traveling up there, I said, well, I really think the other thing we need to do is find a warm spot we can run to. And I said, especially for you. And her first reaction was, well, I'm not afraid of the cold. I like the cold. I said, oh, it's not quite the whole story. And I said, when the winters come along, you're going to get stuck in the house. And it could be for weeks on end. It could be for months. And you're going to get this thing called cabin fever. Right. So if you had a place to run to and you knew it was there, that will help alleviate that uh, situation. So, we had a timeshare and we started trading our timeshare and going to all these spots in the southern U.S. mostly uh, to find our little cabin, a little place to run to. And we, were, we checked out Arizona, and we checked out the Gulf Coast area. We checked out the Eastern Seaboard, Carolinas, et cetera. And what happened after oh, three, four years is we ended up in this town called Sebastian at a, at a timeshare. This is in Florida. This is in Florida, and we had just left left a bitterly cold uh, week up in Canada. And I got off the plane, and all of a sudden, this, this warm breeze hit you. And you go, oh, boy, that's nice. Get to our timeshare, and it was overlooking the Indian River, which is right next to the ocean. And came out on the veranda and just breathed in this warm, moist, uh, southern air. And I looked at my wife, I said, this is it. This is, you know, sign me up. I don't know what it's going to cost, but this is, this is the place. And so, <clears throat> we ended up in Sebastian, which was a, a small little fishing community. And uh, our first place was a, a double wide. It was a small little cabin that we talked about. What, what do you mean by a double wide? Well... It's two, just think of two trailers put together. Okay. And that's how they build them, and they're very popular down here. Uh, there's no foundation. They are trailers. I mean, you can put wheels under them and cart them off if okay. you want. But this was most probably about 1,100 square feet, and it was everything we needed or wanted. It, it had two bedrooms, two
1: bathrooms, and... Um, 1,100 square feet is nothing to snark at. That's a, that's a decent-sized place. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is. Um, Especially when you're talking about condos that are, you know, 600 square feet, 500 square feet sure. that they're selling sure. in various cities. But, but again, we're not
0: in a city. Sure. We're in the country here. And so we looked around, looked at a few places, and then we found this one little place. An older couple had it, had it for years. And uh, it just suited our needs. It was within our price range, which was quite low. Okay. Um, but we could pay cash for it, et cetera. So we bought it. And that gave us years of, of happiness because we'd bring the whole family down. It was big enough for that. Now, and that wasn't in Sebastian,
1: right? That was in Barefoot Bay?
0: That was Barefoot Bay, which is really only a couple of miles from the town of Sebastian. Okay. So it's it's the same neighborhood, if you will. Now, the other thing that sold us is we had an ex-neighbor of mine in Massachusetts who had moved down here. So she kind of showed us around and all
1: the sites, etc. That's how we ended up here. I see. So tell me about this area. You mentioned the Indian River now if I'm not mistaken the Indian River one of its sort of claim to fame is that's where we get a lot of the grapefruit there's a sticker that says Indian River on it that's very
0: true uh, at one time this area was known for its citrus and uh, uh, it and there were brands uh, Indian River uh, Indian River grapefruit and Indian River oranges uh, limes lemons etc and um, That's, even in the time that we've been here, but we have been here for almost 30 years, in and out, Um, things have happened, and one of the things, I mean, two major things. One, there was a blight on citrus that killed a lot of orchards. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. And so I could show you half a dozen packing houses that haven't been in operation for a dozen years. Uh, The other thing is... This place, I'm going to say, got discovered. Oh. And a lot of people, especially of retirement age, came down here. And so a lot of those orchards were turned into housing developments, etc.
1: Well, one of the beautiful things about this area, and I think it's due to the fact that there's a lot of retirees who live here, is that it's very calm. Mm -hmm. There's not a hustle and bustle that you'll notice when you're in Orlando, let's say. Um, it's much more peaceful. It is. Uh, I mean, our
0: neighborhood is quite, uh, uh, it's quiet. It's a very quiet neighborhood. And what we, and of course we have regular, you know, young families, sure. et cetera. But, <clears throat> um, I mean, you don't see the kids playing ball in the streets or anything like that. Um, it, it's a good, quiet area. It's getting developed. It's growing. But uh,
1: I think in my lifetime, it'll it'll be pretty much the way you see it. I see. Yeah. Let's shift to the coast a bit. Okay. Because I know that the coast, and we're talking, I guess, Vero at this point, Vero Beach, where there was a lot of shipwreck and uh, discoveries of uh, doubloons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well... Uh, The history... Is it Vero, am I correct? Well,
0: actually, it was Sebastian. Oh, it's still Sebastian. Sebastian Inlet was uh, where the shipwreck happened, and it was more than one ship. Uh, But uh, this is known as the Treasure Coast because of it. And what we had was back in 1715, the Spanish fleet, once a year, would get all the gold, silver, all the valuables, emeralds, etc. This is way back. 1715, it's way back. And there would be an armada, and the armada would take all of these valuables over to Spain. In one year, 1715 again, what happened is they came up the coast of Florida, and they hit a hurricane. Oh, And what you have just off our shores here, is um, water that that actually has sandbars? If you go hundred yards out, etc. Well, these ships were floundering, just getting pounded by this hurricane, and it's it's never been established. I think it's never been established how many ships went down. Okay, but roughly at least a dozen, maybe up to twenty. Wow, uh, that were scattered within let's say, a 15-mile uh, area of this, uh, of Sebastian, of the Sebastian Inlet. And uh, the survivors of the shipwreck actually made camp right in Sebastian. And there's a little, very small uh, museum dedicated to them, where they found artifacts, everything from cannons to um, silverware to, to whatever. Um, but again, these ships were laden down with gold, silver, etc. Right. And it's an interesting story because what happened was one of the locals... A was Sebastianite? Of Sebastian, yeah. Um, would go down to the beach almost every morning with his dog, looking for driftwood. <laughs> he liked to carve and, and make things out of driftwood. And one day his friend said, eh, you know... You're going down in the morning. I'd like to join you just to walk the beach because these beaches are beautiful and there's very little uh, on them. Pristine. Very pristine. And uh, so they were walking down and the gentleman looks at his friend and says, Well, you know, one thing I like to do is I like to find these flat rocks and skim them over the water. So he picks a few up and skims them and they bounce, etc., his friend looks at him and says, Hey, wait a minute. They're not black rocks. These are, these are pieces of silver, pieces of eight. And all of a sudden they went, Oh, really? He said, Well, I know. You know, I find piles of them right on the water. So they went back and they devised a plan. And they knew they needed help, so they got five of their friends so now there's seven of these local gentlemen. And they get a boat and everything, and they go off. And they're finding handfuls of stuff. One interesting day, and they always did it on the weekend, because they had to work during the week. One interesting day, uh, they got all their stuff, go back to this man's house, which is more or less a cabin. And they always would, of course, being men, go out and have a beer afterwards, sure. right? So they took all their findings, and just threw it on the bed, just emptied their pockets, threw everything on the bed, went and had their beer and laughed it up, etc. And went back and counted what they had. They realized what they had on the bed was over a million dollars worth of gold and silver. Oh wow! And emeralds. And all of a sudden they realized, wait a minute, this isn't just a little hobby. We got to do something serious here. They did some research, and you have to understand the Spanish back in the time would not uh, disclose where these ships went down. Why? Because there were English privateers, uh, Spain and England were always at odds. Sure. Uh, you had the Dutch, you had all these European powers that were over here. But uh, Florida, at that time was was basically uh, uh, Spanish. At any rate, they wouldn't. So when they went to do their research, they actually went over to Seville, Spain, looking up all the old records and doing their best to figure out a pinpoint where this fleet.
1: That's uh, just went the down. fridge. The sound of the fridge making ice, in case anyone's wondering.
0: Yeah, that's that's not me gurgling yet. No, not yet. <laughs> that
1: happens a little
0: later. Uh, so, anyways, they did their research, and about the only thing they could come up with is that most of the records said this one the the ships went down off the Keys. Well, we're a good two hundred miles, two hundred fifty miles from the Keys. And
1: that's the Florida Keys, the Key West and Key Largo for people who are wondering what that is. And so
0: what happens is they found one record where the captain of one of these ships said it was, you know, so many degrees north, so many degrees west, blah, blah, blah. And they realized, wait a minute, that's us. That's where we are. So let's take that as a hint. Now, they go out in their boats, they do a little snorkeling, and they find some more stuff. But it's always a few of this, a few of that. Sure. They finally got a professional from San Diego called Mel Fisher involved. And he came and moved to Florida, and he was more, uh, let's say, comprehensive in his search, et cetera. And sure enough, he came up with the ships. Wow. And he has, his family has a little uh, museum here right in Sebastian, and still a lot of the goods are there, and they'll show, they sh- will show you how they clean them up and, you know, not destroy them. Right. And so it, it's quite interesting, historically. Now, Mel Fisher found quite a bit. Now, he's also found a ship, a very large ship off the Keys, called the Atocha. Okay and that's a that's a very famous uh, shipwreck but he spent his you know his time up here
1: with these seven people these seven the guys these
0: seven yeah they incorporated themselves into a company got permission from the state uh had a little problem they had to get permission or at least uh, figure out if the spanish government still had title to any oh. of this so legally they spent a couple of years doing all this wrangling but nonetheless, they did find uh, the goods, uh, a lot of the ships.
1: Fact of the matter is, they haven't found them all. Oh, wow. So when was the last shipwreck, or the discovery of the gold and silver and, and emeralds and other gemstones found? Uh, just about a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That. that yeah. Because the Mel Fisher Expeditions was a few years back, right. right? Yes. And so they've just found it a year ago, another another search party? Yes, Um you have to be licensed
0: by the state to even go out and look for it in this one outfit, local outfit again. Wow. And I've seen their boat out there because they have these big, big, which look like silos that come back over the engine, and that blows the sand off underneath the water. Oh, okay. So I've seen them in action, and it's only been a few yards off the coast. And sure enough, one day it was reported. They, in one day, they found over a million dollars worth of gold and silver, wow. which could be spread out on this table. It's it's really not that much right. in, in quantity, but I mean, it, gold at, at whatever it is nowadays, uh, thirteen hundred or two thousand dollars an ounce. Okay. Yeah, it's worth quite a bit.
1: Wow. Now, have you ever found one of those black rocks, flat rocks on the beach yet? No, I'm still looking.
0: You're still looking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I even had a metal detector.
0: And after many tries, the best I ever did is I found one penny. And wasn't an old one, was wasn't either. an old one no. either. Oh, there you go. So I, I, was, I was spending too much money in batteries. <laughs> but I will tell you this. Yes. There was a documentary done many years ago about this. Just think of your 60 minute type of thing. And the uh, correspondent was interviewing these guys with their detectives on the beach. And as he's talking to one guy, you know, have you ever found anything? Blah, 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 blah. A guy in back of him hits something, goes down, and pulled up a seven foot gold chain. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the links are in there. Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Just a few inches below the sand. Wow. Now, for those that would like to do that, you're more than welcome to come down. But you have to understand, the state takes care of the beaches, which means every few years they'll bring in sand and dump it on the beach and spread it out. So you're not going to find it a couple inches below. You'd have to go six feet below nowadays
1: if there's anything there. And do do you... Oh, part of your findings to the state? Yes. Okay. They're entitled. Um,
0: by the time you get down, it used to be a 50-50 split. I believe, and I could be wrong, that by the time you get through with everything, you're going to be lucky to get 30, 35% of the value.
1: Wow. So, Sebastian, one time famous for its golden oranges and grapefruit also famous for its treasures off the coast. What else what is Sebastian known for? Well uh, around nineteen
0: hundred, turn of the century, Sebastian was a sleepy little fishing village. Now we still do fishing, okay. commercial fishing. Oh I see. Off the coast here. And mostly for red snap or tilapia, you ma- know Mahi, the, Mahi. Ma- yep. Um once in a while a swordfish, but you don't hear too often. Sure. Um, and they'll go out early in the morning, and I get a kick out of it because, of course, I'm from New England, and most of the fishing boats are very big trawlers or look big to me when I was a kid, etc., but these are boats that they trailer. They're odd-looking craft, but they, they do trailer them down and take them out after they're done in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and you you know who's a fisherman because you just go by the yard and the boat will be sitting there. Why do they do that? It's just because of the size of the boat? or I think so, plus um, uh, space on a pier down here is getting quite valuable. Oh, I see. Yeah. So they must probably figure it's it's cheaper to do it that way.
1: Right. One of the things I love about coming to Sebastian is when you drive into the town proper, there's a sign that says, Sebastian, and I know I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, six grouches and one, oh, what is it? Um, do, what is the saying? I, I'm trying to remember. It? Okay. Let me look it up. But it's like six grouches and one
0: nice person or something. Something like that. But it is on all the signposts coming into the town. Hopefully uh, with the dead air here that some people have fallen asleep.
1: It says six grouches, but it doesn't give me the...
0: I think what's interesting is some of the older people that have lived in town for a number of years will tell you, Oh yeah, I knew those six grouches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all right, the sign says, "Welcome to Sebastian, Home of Pelican Island, Friendly People, and Six Old Grouches. yeah, so that's what the sign actually says when you drive in so and i it, and I didn't mention Pelican Island no what you've pointed it out to me, but tell yeah. me about Pelican Island Well
0: Pelican Island is a sanctuary. it was the first. And I'll most probably not get this correct. The first uh, part, national park, designated as a national park. And what it is, it's an island out in the middle of the Indian River. And what will happen is at night, all the birds will fly there. All the terns, um, you get everything there, all types of birds. Sure. Go to this island. And I've been told by quote-unquote experts around that the reason they do that is, is there's no chance of snakes out there. Oh. Which I think, find interesting. So they they know they're safe there from any predators. And as such, that's where they they go. But what happened around 1900 to most probably up to the 1920s, It was the fashion of women to use uh, feathers in a lot of their clothing, especially hats. Right. And people would hunt these birds to their, you know, demise. Right. Just for the feathers. And so once they were protected, then I believe it was uh, Teddy Roosevelt, after he left office, but he petitioned, et cetera, And got this as the first, quote-unquote, national park. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Pelican Island. Pelican Island. Here in Sebastian. Well, that's an incredible story. Yeah. Um, And it was because of the the feather trade, shall we call it. Wow. And now, if you do come to Sebastian, you will find a whole bunch of great restaurants, areas to shop. It's not that far from Orlando. In fact, there's an airport not far from Sebastian that they call Orlando Melbourne Airport, but really, it's you're you're an hour away from Orlando if you fly into that airport.
0: Yes, uh, because of the expansion of Orlando, not just Disney, but Universal has a couple theme parks, and it just uh, it just goes on. It's a real vacation land. That they've taken some of the outlying airports like Sanford, Melbourne, and, I, and I'm sure a few others that I'm not aware of their names, but here over on the east. And they now call it Sanford Orlando, right. Melbourne Orlando. So, uh, and Orlando is quite a large airport, as
1: you know. Sure. So. Well, there you go. Well, Dan, I want to thank you so much for this trip around Sebastian. Before we go, I want to mention to our Patreon Patreon patrons, we're going to continue this conversation with Dan, so go to our patreon.com slash the Insomnia Project page and you can hear more of our conversation. But for our listeners who are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, maybe Radio Public, which we encourage you to listen on Radio Public because we do get... Uh, you know some money for every listen Um, we want to wish you a great rest of your day and we hope that you were able to listen and sleep thank you dan oh thank you